Welcome to another edition of By the Community for the Community. I'm Bill Fralick, and this month we are at the Traverse Bay Children's Advocacy Center, and I'm sitting with Melissa Sosha, the Prevention Coordinator. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to talk to you because April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. That is coming up, and it's a big time for, uh, obviously, for everyone in the community, but I know that keeps you extra busy here at the CAC. Before we get into that, though, tell us what the CAC is and what you do in the community. Well, the Children's Advocacy Center is a regional response center, and we are here to provide a coordinated, multidisciplinary response to allegations of child abuse. And we do that in a child-friendly, uh, trauma-informed environment for those children and their families. And tell us what the six counties are, because I know you're regional, but you also include the Grand Traverse Band, right? Absolutely. So our six counties are, let's see if I can do this, Antrim, Benzie, Kalkaska, Leelanau, Grand Traverse, and Wexford. I imagine that's a lot to keep keep track of. It does. It keeps us on our toes for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked with uh, Lisa Magazzi, your new CEO, recently as she, as she took over, and she said, you know, on the one hand, it's sad that you're so busy, but on the other hand, it's there's a good side to that in that you're, you are reaching a lot of kids and, and being able to help. Yes, we get excited actually when we get to say that we're busy because it means things are getting reported and our prevention efforts are working out in the community. What have you seen in your time here just as far as how that's grown and obviously the awareness is probably a big factor to that, but I remember way back in the beginning that, oh, this can't really be that big of an issue up here, right? Right, right, and uh, it's true. Uh, you know, what I've seen and what I've learned is that uh, one in 10 children will be abused by their 18th birthday. So I've seen this incredible growth and curiosity and willingness to learn about child abuse in the community. And that, that is probably the biggest change that I've seen. We, um, you know, it used to be that we would just talk to teachers maybe in the schools, and now that has grown to anyone and everyone who works in the schools. We talk to daycare centers, we're talking to more parenting groups. So the word is getting out and people are gaining um, a better understanding of what is really going on in our community. One of the other startling facts or statistics here, 99% of kids know their abuser. Yes. So this isn't necessarily a stranger situation. This is someone in their friends or family circle. Exactly. It's not the guy in the white van like we used to think, that stranger danger. It's uh, usually someone, like you said, who the child knows and trusts, whether it's, uh, it's a parent or an uncle or an aunt or even a coach at school. And we're talking about both physical and sexual abuse. Could be either. Yes, so we uh, work with children who have been victims of that physical or the sexual abuse, and we also work with children that have been victims of uh, witness to violence. So whether that's domestic violence in the home or a shooting. How does it work when those cases come through your door? I assume there's a law enforcement agency connection, and even as we pulled up today, I saw a state police trooper you know, yes. vehicle in the parking lot. Yes, so let's say a child discloses at school to a teacher. That teacher reports that to Central Intake, and that is down in Grand Rapids. So Central Intake receives that, and they make the decision whether that needs to go to Child Protective Services or law enforcement. And once one of those two organizations uh, does their investigation, then they typically try to get the child to come into the CAC and to meet with one of our forensic interviewers, and so that the child doesn't have to be interviewed 
more than once. In the past, the child was maybe interviewed at school or at home or even at the police station, which if you can imagine being a little one and being interviewed by an officer maybe with a gun on his hip. So that could be quite intimidating right. and scary. And I've seen the setup you have here. I mean, it's just kind of a relaxed atmosphere and you're trying to make it as easy as possible to talk to the kids. Absolutely. This, this center is all about the children. So when you come in, it's light, it's airy, everything is geared towards the kids. I've noticed too, or maybe I should say I've learned over the years that you know what maybe some people think of as oh there's an accusation and now this person's in court I mean there's a lot that goes into the investigation and obviously like you said the interview process so this is you know well developed in terms of you know putting information together yes absolutely and you said the key word together we work together so it's not just our forensic interviewers that are working on this it's our interviewers working with law enforcement, prosecuting attorneys, uh, maybe someone from the medical team, uh, child protective services. So again, we do it all together and we try to do it here at the CAC. Back to the statistics, I see uh, most of the kids that you see here are between the ages of four and six or 13 and 15. Talk to us about those, yes. those target age groups. Those. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Would it surprise you if uh, the most frequent age that we saw here of children at the CAC is four? It's terrifying, isn't it? It's terrifying, yeah. right? And that's the one that always catches people by surprise. And the reason for that is that is typically the age before a child has gone to school, before they've had body safety conversations, and maybe mom or dad has to go to work and that child is left with a caregiver and maybe that caregiver, you know, that's where things could be happening and the child doesn't know that it's wrong or they don't know what child abuse is or again, they don't know that it's inappropriate to be touched in a certain way. I know you've got a, a workshop coming up during Child Abuse Prevention Month in April, so we wanna talk about that, but just some of the resources for parents, like you said, having those conversations with your kids before you need to come to the CAC, you wanna cut that off and, and get those messages out there? Exactly, so that's, a lot of that's based on our secondary prevention, primary prevention programming. And one program in particular that is really popular is our Talk, Protect, Report program. And that teaches adults how to talk to kids about body safety. And it also talks to adults how to protect children from abuse. And then it also discusses and teaches them how to report if they do suspect something or if a child does disclose to them. We're actually doing a program tonight in Cadillac on it for a group of parents. Excellent. And again, if uh, folks are just tuning in, we're talking with Melissa Sosha from the uh, Children's Advocacy Center in Traverse City. Talk to us about Child Abuse Prevention Month. Let's go over yes. some of the events that you have throughout April. Absolutely. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, like you said, and we have all kinds of exciting events. Uh, one that is especially fun is called our 1 in 10 campaign. So I, I don't know if we've discussed this yet, but uh, I think I brought it up earlier. 1 in 10 children will be sexually abused by their 18th birthday. So we are asking people during the month of April to paint one of their fingernails blue to represent the 1 in 10 children. One finger is blue and that represents the 1 in 10 children that will be abused and we're working with our fire department, we're working with our MDT partners, and anyone in the community, we're asking them to paint that fingernail blue. And you've also got, uh, I remember talking about this in years past, the pinwheel gardens that we'll see, uh, what, throughout town? Yes, all through town, uh, TCAPs, Kingsley schools, uh, bulk of the schools are participating, even our 
prosecuting attorney's offices are participating. Uh, we have some uh, groups out in Antrim County uh, playing along with us for the pinwheel gardens, so we're really excited about that. So when you see those pinwheels spinning in the wind, you know, yes. you know there's a deeper meaning to that. Obviously. Absolutely. And uh, everyone can, you know, kind of pitch in and show support even at work on the work days uh, right. every week. Right, every week on Fridays. Uh, Fridays throughout the month of April, actually starting on March 31st, that will be the kickoff. We're asking people to wear blue, and blue is the color of Child Abuse Prevention Month. So we're asking to um, people to um, wear their blue to work, and please take a picture and add the hashtag wear blue. And we talked about little workshops for parents. You've got one on what cyber safety or cyber security uh, for parents coming up in April also. Yes, the FBI is doing a cyber safety webinar for us on April 26th. That will be from 5.30 to 6.30. So if people are interested in that, they can uh, visit our website and get the details there on how to sign up. It's free. And we'll end on a, on a tasty note here. Tell us about how Moomers is a, a participant or a partner with, uh, with you guys. Yes, we are excited and uh, grateful to Moomers for partnering up with us again this, uh, child, this uh, child Abuse Prevention Month. We, um, we were allowed to create a special flavor again. And this year that flavor is Moonicorn. So Moonicorn is a magical twist to a classical flavor Blue Moo, which we're all very familiar with. And just like children, Moonicorn is unique, special, and fun. So come on down to Moomers throughout the month of April and treat your kids and yourself to Moonicorn. Awesome. And does that then, the portion of that goes to support the CAC? Uh, yes. So Moomers, every year when they do this, they make a nice, uh, generous donation back to the CAC. That's fantastic. Well, I know you've got lots more events uh, that parents would want to know about, so we'll direct folks to our website at 9and10news.com, and then we'll put a link on, uh, on a, our podcast and our story for that so we can connect to the CAC that way. Sounds great. So, thanks, Melissa, for chatting with us. Thank you. Melissa Socha with the Traverse Bay Children's Advocacy Center. Thanks for sharing your part of the community with us. Thanks again.